0: Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and our kin dread when we have beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy.
1: And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we're reading Kindred by Octavia E. Butler, and Nate starting with a beer.
0: You know how when people think about oh, the boy. past, sometimes they can kind of have like rose-colored glasses? Well... Hmm not with this book also they would <laughs> definitely not have strawberry goggles <laughs> <laughs> this weird. is strawberry goggles by fifth hammer a sour ale with strawberry and lemon and it's 5.5% alcohol and it really tastes like strawberry less is it like, like a lemon a beer or is it like it, a sour it is oh it's very, it's uh, very sour very, t- very okay. sour. Also, because it has lemon in it, so it's extra sour. Mm. It's good, though. So you get the strawberry. Do you get any goggles? No goggles. No fucking... <laughs> false <laughs> advertising. It tastes like a
1: public pool. It tastes like chlorine and piss. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. So Kindred is from 1979 and is by Octavia E. Butler, who is deceased. Uh, she died yes, like she f- 15 years ago or so. Um, she was... Pretty young when the came out first 30, like that. big
2: African American female sci-fi writer—that is a niche uh,
1: that she filled. There aren't too many more I could think. There is the, one other, and yep. she's what the fuck was it called? NK Jemisin or something like that, right? What, what mm-hmm. So it came out in 1979 and is probably uh, certainly her most famous book, right? I, it's the only I have heard of it for many years, and it's been one of those things I wanted to read, and I didn't know too much about it, uh, but it is, uh, it is interesting. It follows the plight of our main character, Dana, which is short for something like E-Dana or something like that. It's short for e yeah. E-Dana, um, who is living in ni- seven, uh, not 70, 1976. Yeah. Where did it, does it say where they live? I forget where. I don't think mm, it matters. L.A. Uh, they're they're, in, they're in L.A., yeah. Oh, Los Angeles, right, right. California. Mm-hmm. So she's in Los Angeles, and she is a writer living with her husband. they just moved into their new house, and his name is Kevin and they who's (laughs) white (laughs) well you don't find
0: that out till like halfway through the book yeah yeah i I, I didn't i didn't didn't know it it didn't occur to me
2: yeah I, i guess
0: maybe that's the point is you just assume he's not white until it becomes important later well it's one of those things with a book where
1: race is an important part of it you kind of then have to say every character's race right like you can't be like, and this character was black. And the other character's like, who knows? Figure it out. Like, I guess you could do that and make it a bit of a puzzle. But race is a central theme in this book because it takes place, half of it, in the Antebellum South. So when the white guy goes there, it's important to know that he's a white guy. Otherwise, you'd be like, why are they? I mean, you'd figure it out. But uh, they don't think you have to kind of say it uh, just to get the plot moving along. And there's a lot of plot. So they're in their house. So they're in their new uh, – it starts off with a prologue, actually – that you kind of I kind of forgot about when I read the book, and it's like she, this
0: whole th- this whole thing happened over the course of only a few days, but Dana lives years during those few days, and you're like, "Huh, that's weird." And then also how she it's a book about mindfulness, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but yet she also, right in the beginning, is at the hospital getting her arm amputated. Well, cool. she's getting wow, her up?
2: arm fixed up ha-
1: from having been amputated. Yes, that's it. And she's like, man, I'd give my other arm for a beer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do have one. I'll wait a minute, though. And you're like, okay, she doesn't have an and, arm. And she's like, yeah. my. And, and then the, the police are asking, like, did Kevin do this to you? And she's like, no, he didn't do anything. But, everybody, but nobody believes her. They think he must have done it.
2: I lost it a long time ago. <laughs>
1: they're like, where is the arms? Like, I don't know. In the past. I got to hand it to you. This is a tough one. <laughs> so they don't want to tell the truth because like, no one's going to believe this bullshit. So then it goes back to. It uh, you know, starts back in the section called The River. And they are moving into their new apartment, or new house, rather. And they're just like unpacking. And all of a sudden, she feels a little. It's like a foggy feeling, you could say. Uh, this beer is called Foggy Feeling, and it is from 18th Ward Brewing. Beer will do that to you. It does. It does mm. it to me almost every day. Uh, and it is <laughs> and I, haze. I hate, <laughs> a hazy IPA. at 6.5% alcohol. I, you know, I, I didn't drink for like the last two days, which is, which is a lot for me. And your hands shaking? No, they weren't shaking, but I, They're vibrating. Like I finished all of the things <laughs> I had to do. I was like, oh, I can't just start. I'm trying not to drink today. I guess I'll just go to bed. <laughs> it's like <laughs> 8.05. <laughs> those are the only options. And I'm like, wow, I guess I did have time for all those things I wanted to do as an adult. I've just been drinking too much. But then this podcast date came around. I was like, ah, fuck that. Uh, so this is a hazy IPA. And uh, yeah, it's a hazy IPA. 18th Ward, we've had them before. They're from uh, Brooklyn. And this one's pretty fresh. It's just, you know, it's good. So she has a hazy feeling, and all of a sudden she finds herself in a different place. She's in a river, or she's right next to a river, and there's a kid drowning. And she's like, oh, I better go help that kid. I was a lifeguard one summer. She didn't really say that part, but she goes (laughs) in to help the kid. And drags him off to shore, and she's like doing mouth to mouth. And this is the first of many times in the book. She's like, "I once saw somebody do this medical thing. I'm just gonna fucking wing it." This is what like they just recently invented CPR or something. I don't know CP, I feel like CPR is from the 70s. Is that right? I mean, I really have no idea. Maybe for the common folk. Let's say Wikipedia. <laughs> when was CPR invented? History. People started thinking about it in the 1800s, but they would never use it. On certain people, but that's (laughs) That's how you get (laughs) get (laughs) witchcraft.
0: (laughs) If God wants you to die, you will die. Even though Dana is like only just seen something like, oh, I saw a doctor do this once, she's still a better doctor than anyone in the 19th century. Well, because all those fucking sawbones knew about was
1: leeches and amputating with a saw and whiskey. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, like not even properly setting bones, which is a common thing in the book because um, she's going to be responsible for a lot of mending to people, particularly one guy, this little kid who's a little boy. Mr. Magoo of children. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so this book, as I texted you guys, even though the order of this is is backwards, but I was like, this is just Black Outlander. You know, this is, she gets back in time, she has a fixed thing. And this kid is like um, Jamie... He's just constantly getting fucked up. He's also red haired. He's also a ginger. The only difference is his butthole. Spoiler doesn't get plundered. Uh, but you know, we I think by the time this comes out, I think we will have had to. We will have done Outlander too, right? No, this is coming up very soon. Oh, go. oh god, is Outlander two winning? Oh, by a fucking huge margin. Oh dear god. Okay. Yeah, I'm so I was upset. hoping it would be something else. <laughs> fucking bullshit midterm elections. <laughs> <laughs> <for our football. laughs> So she saves a little boy, and the mom is like, what the fuck the are you red doing? red-haired wave.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so she takes him out, and she does some sort of CPR thing, and the mom is like, stop hitting. She's just, just start
0: beating on her. And she's like, save my kid. And she's literally, no, she's like saving the kid by doing it. But then mom is there, is like, what the fuck are you doing to him? And smacks her. And yep. does she use the N-word here? I can't no. remember. No, That's the next time. Okay, They save yeah.
1: it. The, it's used sparingly in the novel. <laughs> It'll only Not appear... Really. It, this was... It um, had, clo- had to be close to Huck Finn. <laughs> Tied for N words per page. The N-bomb to page ratio is intense. But it doesn't qu- start quite yet. She doesn't want to give it away too early. But then all yeah. of a sudden, some dude comes out with a gun and he's like, points the musket at her and she gets that foggy feeling and then she wakes up back in her house. And she's all, like, muddy and shit. Like, it wasn't a fantasy. It wasn't a daydream. she's seven feet to the left. And Kevin's like, how the fuck did you do that? Like, I know black people have moves, white people don't have. But how (laughs) did you just move seven feet like that? And she's like, let me tell you, a weird thing happened. And he's like, I believe you fully, as everyone will for the rest of this book. (laughs) And he's like, let me tell you, some ridiculous shit's happening. Like I trust you. So he's like, well, that's that's a problem. And then uh, that's the first section of the book. What do we do now? Have a beer. All right, I got. I got, a, I got a, so then, she has another. Like five minutes later, she takes a shower, washes the brackish, you know, uh, you know, river water off of her, whatever it was, and then gets dizzy again and wakes up this time in the bedroom of that little boy as he's lighting it on fire because he's a fucking asshole. And <laughs>
0: that's that's a a, and for theme. now and the rest of the book,
1: yeah. And he's like, "Oh, hello, n-word." She's like, oh, "Excuse me, what?" <laughs> Like, this is only, like, you know, a few a decade and change after the Civil Rights Act. But still, it's like, no one was putting up with that shit. <laughs> like, so I'm
0: like, hello, uh, lady, can I touch your hair? I and that's, at, so first she, like, shows up and puts out the fire. Like, he would, like, clearly this kid would have died. The whole house would have burned down. But she shows up just in time and figures out how to put out the fire. So she does. And then he calls her the N-word. And she's like, "Not cool, Huck." Like, "Hey, what the fuck, man?"
1: It's like uh she, it's like, it's "Just was that an R or no R at the end of that?" I'm not really sure. Like, have you been? Where are you trying to go with this little boy? And he's like, "You're not allowed to talk to me like that." And she's like, "Oh my god, what is going on here?" And
0: she's like, "What year is it?"
1: Yeah, exactly. It gets all Terminator-ish. <laughs> the year, <laughs> and uh turns out. It's <laughs> what year is it? In the jungle, you will wait. She's like, jungle? He's like, I know a word like that. Like, Don't say it. So <laughs> then she, he sees she's black. It's pretty clear. The, we know that too as readers. It's on the cover and shit. <laughs> and he clearly is a little slave-owning child from the 1815. But she's like, I'm here to protect you. And he believes her. It's like she has instant credibility. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Greenpoint Beer and Ale Company And it's called Instant Credibility It is a double IPA that is 7.8% alcohol And I didn't even check if it's old or not I meant to Oh, fuck What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Shithead <laughs> I was canned last month But on the bottom of the can says as seen on TikTok What? You know, they write the stupid shit On the bottom of the can sometimes That's wow, nice and fruity not really as seen on TikTok and It might be I'm sure a lot of you know that's like the new social media thing. Without you yes, know, you can just put
2: anything there, and then you could say it says
1: you know TikTok. I'm not sure if anyone cares. Like if the Chinese <laughs> government that puts that shit out cares. If uh... I mean, they've never been one to to really respect intellectual property. So uh, yeah, this is delicious. It's kind of pineapply I should say this beer and all of our beers brought to us by our supporters over at Patreon. And. um if you want to be a supporter of the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash drunkassbookclub where you can vote on our monthly book poll, get shouted out in episodes, join us for our quarterly live ones, um, get shit mail to you, get early access to episodes and exclusive content and discounts on merch and just um, handjobs from, we can't, well, that part's not real. Or is it? Allegedly. <laughs> you can only find out one way. Uh, so you could do that, or you could help the podcast out just by uh, you know leaving a review
0: wherever you're listening, and just you know a good one. So back to the book. So Dana puts out the fire, and then it's like, wow, you're wearing some weird clothes, and you keep calling yeah, me the mean, N-word. What doesn't year? Why are you is dressed like it? a man? And they're like, no, she's wearing sla- jeans. Like, it's like, what year yeah. is it? And he says, it's 1815. It's like, of course, it's 1815. All year. (laughs) He's like, God, I heard yous were dumb folk,
1: but I didn't realize that dumb. She's like, oh my God, Kat, shut the fuck up. I should have let you die twice now.
0: (laughs) And then... uh, And then she's like, wow, this is... I don't know how this happens. And so this book is like technically listed as like science fiction, except they never never once does it try to explain like how the time travel happens or anything like that. Uh, And so... However, that's fine. It's like, it's not about the science. You know, it is about really, it's about slavery, not about the like, and about the way back being, machine. And
1: about, you know, being black in 17, 1976. Yes, that too. So it's during this exchange that she, he's like, I am Rufus Whalen or whatever the fuck their name was. And she's like, I know that name. You're my great, 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 great grandfather. She's like, I'm part of white shit. And that's like, gross. That's why I we yeah, that. and
0: she. Re- soft she, spot for polka. <laughs> <whatever it> <laughs> she remembers some, like, old, like, family heirloom book that has, like, family a, a, a names viable? written in it. Oh, well, the, uh, whatever. One of those. One of those The, B, the, B, the, B, the Bible? What is that <laughs> book? Uh, called? What is this you speak? Uh, <laughs> and that has some names in it, and one of which it says Alice and Rufus, and they're, they have a, a child named Hagar Abel. the Horrible. <laughs> I will say Haywood but no it's uh, Hagar and it's hey, like Hagar <laughs> and so she's yeah. like oh this must be my one of my ancestors I must have somehow been brought here to save him or at least like I think I must have to save him because he's clearly not had any kids yet and so I gotta save him so that my you know so he can have kids so that I can be born uh, you know a hundred and 50 140 years in the future. And so that's kind of like why she's about to do all this stuff. And that's why she goes along with it. She's like, "All right, I'm just just going to accept it." And at this part Dana is like, oh, "Okay, you've got to, like you've got to help me out now. Is there some place I can go?" Cuz she's like, "Oh shit, somebody's going to enslave me if I'm like just walking around here." So in in Rufus is like, "Oh, yeah, I know uh out in the woods there are some N-word people who live out there (laughs) Who are free Yes, who are free You can go see them And so one of them is named Alice And then there's Alice's mother And so she And so, and Rufus leads her out And like to the to And like brings her out to this like forest shack thing Where the free blacks live But then they get And so she's there She's like, oh, this is interesting But then they get attacked Well, because at Alice's house
1: is Alice's husband, who is a slave. So she is free. I think she was free born, actually, right? And she has a daughter. Yes. And then her, was it
0: uh, No, I think so. Alice's, Alice's mother is, Alice's is free. The Alice's father is a slave.
1: Yeah. he. But, but the, Alice the, a,
0: is free. Yeah. So but she's mom still kind who, of a child.
1: I forgot what Alice's mom's name was. But she's free, and she has her husband. I think it's Ishmael. What's his name? Or Israel. Bet. Something like that. What was it? Isaiah, uh, it's another I old Old Testament I name. Okay, so Isaiah is there, and he has snuck off his plantation to go, you, know, you know, get some. And the slave patrol comes around, and they catch him, and they, of course, you know, are, you know, he uh, they beat the shit at him. Right? Is that what happens now? Yes. And then they also, you know, punch Alice's mom in the face because why not? And Dana is hiding in the bushes during this, freaking out, rightfully so, which is a problem for later in the book, because it turns out the only way she returns home is when she's really scared. How was she not fucking scared during this shit? And then. um, She has to be intensely, immediately afraid for her life. Right, because in that moment, (laughs) she wouldn't be like, I'm going to be. I mean, it doesn't have to make a lot of sense, I guess. (laughs) So they take, they drag uh, Isaiah back. Uh, First, they whip him because it's a you know, a slave narrative. There must be whipping every 18 pages. And this book will not let you down on that. There is a lot of whipping. It's pretty r- fucked up. And uh, then Dana's like, please hide me. And the mom's like, oh, fuck, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, another white guy, a straggler, late to the whipping party co- shows up. And then he's like, I'm going to rape you now. And he tries to rape Dana. And that's when she, she like, fights back, and she tries to get her away, but he's kind of pinned, and he, like, rips her clothes. And then she transfers back to her modern era. Because, you know, she was then frightened enough for the magic to happen.
2: And when she arrives back, she had been gone for hours. But when she arrives back, no, it's, yeah. she, really, she'd been gone for, like, a few minutes.
1: Yeah, and Kevin's like, whoa, that was odd. I guess I have, I, I believe you now, because you had vanished. And you're all fucked up. Like you've been injured. And so then they decide to the only solution is they just have to be prepared, so she needs to start having like a go kit for when she gets goes back to slavery times. A go bag. An so emergency she, kit. Yeah. So he ties to her a
0: bag of shit. And Kevin is going to like try to figure out how to write out a fake or list write out a like um Essentially, some fake papers to make it look like she's actually free and not a slave. But he only had, but she, but that that doesn't work because she starts to get like sucked back into the past within hours, or the next day, or something like that. And it was not long. But this time, Kevin said instead of Kevin just being like, "Oh, that's weird," decides to like (laughs) decides to like. Hug her very tightly, and then he gets sucked back in time, too. And so then they're there, both there, back in time, and she has to save Rufus again. this time, oh yeah, so Kevin is going to pretend to be her slave owner. That's how they decide to get to make it so that she's not uh, immediately just captured and completely enslaved by anyone walking by, because that's literally what could happen. At the time. But she has to save... She has to save Rufus again. But this he time... Got,
1: he fell off his horse. He's got, he's got a fucked up leg. It's old, made of, you know... Jet like boo Yeah, there you go. We skipped over. There is a flashback to when she talks about how she met and dated Kevin. And yeah, that's both, kind of peppered throughout. There were s- aspiring writers, and they were both temps working at a factory. And it was a very odd temp agency. And they ended up together, and uh, you know he's a little older than her, and he's become he was the first one to become very successful as a writer. And I'm not actually sure if she had been that successful as a writer, if it was just him and she was she still, had not she was still just like working and trying to write,
2: but he had just finally he would published a few books that no one liked, and then he just published a big one, so then he didn't have to work at the factory anymore. But she kept doing it,
1: so they end up together, and of course this is when you find out he's white. Yes. And and that's to explain why in this when they go back in time, they have to have this ruse. And so she tells Rufus the kid because he like understands like somehow like this lady is special, and you know she's a magic a mag- the magic negress who is going to save me every time I get a really bad boo boo. And he's cool with her, for, to a degree, and tolerate you know is much kinder to her, more understanding than he would be to any other slave. It seems. But he cannot understand certain things. like He cannot understand, like, why would a white man be married to a black woman? That makes no sense, which in 1820 probably didn't make any sense to anybody. Even uh, though he is
2: extremely into Alice. Not at this point, though. He's still little. Yeah, no, he is. He
1: is at this point when he's yeah, seen, like yeah, yeah. 10?
2: They're, they're, you know, they, they, they mentioned, he, he's mentioned several times, like, oh, you know, my friend Alice. And, and also, Dana knows that he's well, going she, to have a kid with Alice, but she doesn't know how or when.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would. Um, I I wonder why she didn't think the moment the moment she was like, "Oh fuck, it's a white dude." <laughs> it's
2: like it's not really gonna be for a good yeah, kid to this have. Isn't be nice. this, it's not gonna a good situation didn't didn't give did not happen for this. <laughs> this
1: wasn't a like romantic <laughs> comedy. <laughs> no. <laughs> were,
0: um,
2: Dana travels back in time to make sure that her great great grandmother is born in a fun way. It's not, it's not a fun way.
1: Yes, coming to a theater this summer uh, starring so-and-so. It's true. You can't go back would be the <laughs> tagline of this romantic comedy <laughs> with the white slave owner son. So Kevin's like, this is my slave. And then everyone's like, nice. Why do you ever dress like that? He's like, because I'm cheap. And they're like, double nice. <laughs> Mistreat her. We're cool with that.
2: Because and, uh, at this point... Rufus's father, the head douchebag, has come to get them in the wagon for his uh, gimp-legged son. And he's like, I guess you can come back and stay. Because he's started to catch on already. Like, this lady keeps appearing to save my son's life. I don't know which craft she's using, but that's cool of her.
1: But I still hate her. Yep. I'm gonna to- And he tolerates her a little bit. And he's like, I'm
0: going to figure this out. So, then, uh, uh, Kevin yeah. and Dana, now we're going to live at the plantation but because Dana's a slave, or at least they think she is, they send her to work as a slave. But they send her to work in the cookhouse. While Kevin is going to stay on to be Rufus's tutor.
1: I just think it's amazing that they sublet her <laughs> like as a slave. Like, uh, well, since you're staying here, you don't have to pay rent. You can just sublet your slave into the cookhouse. Like that was how it worked. I mean just yeah. crazy. Yeah. And they're be, like, it's
0: oh. It's going to be a real yeah.
2: hard time for them working and living back then. So I guess what they tell, tell each other is, courage, my love. <laughs> this is courage, my love, from Threes. It's a hoppy pale lager, and it's probably going to taste like beer. It tastes like beer. I nailed it. I don't know what makes it different from a pale ale. I guess the direction of the bubbles or some shit, I don't know. But...
1: about how much hops are in, probably.
2: Well, this is a hobby
0: pale lager. So it is hobby. It's Uh a little bitter, but it's fine. Tastes like beer. So Dana and Kevin are there for, like, just they don't know how long, but clearly it's not just a couple of minutes or a couple of hours. So they're like, I guess we just kind of have to live here for a while till we figure out what's going to happen next. And with Dana living as basically a slave on the plantation, and so she's in the cookhouse, and then she's also helping to take care of Uh, Rufus's mother who is no, taking care of Rufus and sometimes she like reads to him which she's not supposed to do because of course if you are not white you're not supposed to know how to read at all and like some people know that she can read and uh, but anyway so but she is caught reading a book by the father. She's caught reading a book and he decides to whip her so uh, and uh, so she, so he whips her like horribly, but Kevin isn't there, he isn't like there watching it, so he doesn't know, and so, and so Dana gets like sucked back into the future without Kevin, and so she, after getting whipped by the father, is like r- arrives back in 1976, with and has to like somehow care for herself and her like and being whipped uh, on her own on her own she's like oh that sucks and also kevin is still stuck back there she doesn't know what's going to happen and she doesn't know when she's going to go back or she doesn't she also
2: doesn't know how long it will have been for them when she does go back because every time she goes back it's years
1: later it is true there were multiple like, not only was this a like, good policy for a slave owner not that i mean good as in i approve it but just the fear is that the slaves who are literate will forge their papers right because it turns out that tom is the dad's name he, uh, himself, yeah, he himself is like barely literate, but uh well, he is Southern. Well, yeah, some things <laughs> haven't changed. The literacy rates will not rise again. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, he, like, there were states that was illegal for slaves or even for freed blacks in some cases to learn how to read. It was they were like anti-literacy laws. Little did people know, if we just waited like 100 plus years for TikTok and shit, people would just forget how to read on their own. Like, <laughs> like young people would never want to read. They would just be stupid. So she goes back to the present day and she's like, fuck. Then they get more of her backstory around here where she talks about how both her family and which was, as far as she knew, all black people who were left. and Kevin's family was all white people. Both of them were against their marriage, even though they, all, they assumed that everybody was kind of you know cool with it, and everyone was terrible about it. And they're like, "God damn it, I don't want you marrying a person of the other color." And so the, you know, they, uh, you know, that was their uh, their love story. <laughs> <laughs> and then after a, a, a week or so of just a, p- taking a lot of aspirin. <laughs> And putting aloe vera on her whip wounds, she magically goes back to the time. Was partially sponsored by aspirin, I believe. Yes, kindred brought to you by Bayer is. (laughs) So she goes back to time, and she has her like bag of stuff again. Which do you remember the stuff that's in it? It's like pretty ridiculous. It's like a Swiss Army knife, a bag of Tylenol, a a bottle of Tylenol, a book on the history of slavery. (laughs) Just in in case. case. Just in case you need to reference some shit, like a towel. I don't know. And she can't bring a map with her because if someone
2: finds the map, they'll be like, "What the fuck is this?
0: You're trying to escape." Also, also, what's a rudes? What's a high? What's a interstate highway?
1: (laughs) So then they, um, she goes back in time, and they, uh, and he's getting the
2: shit kicked out of him.
1: Yeah, he's getting his ass beat by Rufus's. Yeah, yeah, because she only shows up when Rufus is in trouble, mm-hmm. which is surprisingly often. <laughs> he is neer do well. I mean, I'm not. This is one of the things. Like, I'm not sure if there's a meaning here. Like, every time white guys, white people get in trouble, black people have to save them. <laughs> but that's kind of what's happening in the book. <laughs> every time he's like fucking shit up, like a black woman has. God damn it, not again! And then she has to save him and hurt herself in the process. I'm sure there's uh, an English paper to be written in there he's getting beat up by a slave, by Isaac Jackson, Samuel's great-grandfather. And he's kicking his ass because Rufus had... And it's not clear, or I didn't, it wasn't clear to me, if Rufus had raped Alice or just really tried to. I believe he
2: had raped I her.
1: Thought, I, I thought he had. Yes, he had. A- and he had Alice, who is a free person, right? And yeah. he, he raped her or tried to rape her. And her husband was like, not cool. And he's beating the fuck out of him. And Dana's like, oh, he really deserves it. I really don't like this. I have to somehow be like... She has to be like a public defender in this case. Just to make sure he doesn't die. Yeah. Because then she'll cease to exist because of the laws of time. Yeah, but she also... she'll, She'll fade like in Back to the Future. But she also can't have Alice like, die, because Alice is also her ancestor, and she can't have Alice, like, so she has to keep them both alive, right?
0: So she's like, all right, here's what we'll do. You guys just fucking run away, and Rufus will lie. So, Rufus is, like, literally knocked out cold. He's, like, out cold, and Alice and Isaac, yeah, says, like, don't kill him, though he might deserve it. Don't kill him. You guys are now going to... Come. You guys are now going to run away. you're going to try and like get north to freedom right now and just go and so and so they do and I will tell him when he wakes up that he can't immediately like tell everybody to start looking for you so you'll have like a day's head start or something like that. We'll say that he got caught in a thresher machine. no what did they say? He, uh, he got, he, to got
2: he was gambling and some guys beat him up because oh, yeah. everyone
1: believes because he's a big fuck up. He was a degenerate gambler, so like mean,
0: he's to he fuck up, and he's a drunk mess at this point already. Because he loves Alice so much, and so and so he does, uh, and so like that's what happens. So I, I, Alice and Isaac run away. They literally like try and get to the try and get to the north, and Rufus wakes up and agrees, like okay, I won't tell on them right away, and then but I'm gonna be hurt again. You've got to help me heal, like yeah, okay, fine. So she does. But, after five days, Alex, Alice and Isaac are caught. And they are just, like, beaten relentlessly. Isaac is sold into slavery some long way away. And he, like, literally never comes back in the book. Like, he's gone for the rest of the book. And Alice is also beaten incredibly, uh, incredibly badly. And... But she remember she was free. She was a free black person. Born Rufus, free. born free. Rufus goes and literally buys her because she had helped a slave try to escape. But uh, but she hel- had helped try to get a uh, helped try to get a slave to escape. So she essentially gets sold back into slavery. Or I don't know if this was actually legal, but. Well, it certainly wasn't. Uh, it was like what was done. I'm sure they could basically the do what they want. Yeah, exactly. You were you. You still had your your status as a free person was it was only barely there. And if anyone just decided, like, you know what, I'm just going to rip up your free paper, your papers that say you're free, and sell you back into slavery anyway, that 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 could happen. So anyway, so then Alice is like so Rufus has bought Alice and now she is a slave and he brings her bring Rufus brings Alice back to the plantation and sells Dana save her help her you know with your magic aspirin whatever that is but that works better than leeches so uh, go and save her so so she does she's like helps her like gives her you know helps her get better it takes her a long time to they are like weeks to even like you know understand what's happened, and she's been like bit bitten by dogs, and eventually she kind of wakes up enough and has enough sense to like know what's going on and then she realizes that she's a slave now, and that she's there specifically to be Rufus's Concubine. concubine: yeah, concubine is actually the word that is, that's used here, though that's not in the in the Wikipedia article, but not in the book i don 't think no did it say yeah it didn't say that in the book oh, was is was in the Wikipedia article. I didn 't see it. And then when um, Alice realizes that, Alice says to Dana, "Why didn't you just let me die?"
2: she's like, oh, it's complicated create a time paradox and the universe would unravel.
0: You see, in the future, Maybe. there's going to be this guy named Stephen Hawking, and he says we shouldn't do that. <laughs> that just wouldn't go on. Just wouldn't uh But he says it very well. a
1: computer, and she's like, what's that? Oh, never mind. He's all like, you should not do that. It's like, oh, what? Is that T-Pain? Anyway, so <laughs> they um, keep her there, and then when Alice is well enough, and the whole time, by the way, Alice is constantly going to her, like, you can't fuck her yet. And he's like, what, what? what? I wasn't gonna yet. And she's she's fucking like incapacitated. He's like, all right, all right, I'll give her another day. He's fucking a monster. And when Alice finally understands the gravity of the situation, Dana's like, listen, um, he's gonna
0: wanna rape you.
1: And I'm not really, I can't really tell you what to do. He tells Dana,
0: oh yeah. Tell her to come to my room. Or like, tell her to come to me tonight.
1: I need to get my dick wet. And uh, I don't want to. I don't want to be too mean. I don't want her to be mad at me that I had her husband's ears chopped off and him sold into slavery oh, down man, south. Did cut off his ears? They cut off his ears. Yeah. And um, and I want her to fuck me, even though she doesn't want to fuck me, and it's gonna happen whenever I want. But I don't want her to be grumpy. Can you fix that? Can't you do that? And Dana's like putting a really shitty position here. So she goes, uh, "All right, here's the deal, Alice. Uh, you have you have a couple choices. You could run away." You could stay here and quietly get raped, or you can get whipped and then raped. I can't tell you what to do, but that's basically what she often said. Those are your choices. And Alice is like, wow, where do I begin? Uh, That's that's a fantastic deal, because being a slave wasn't bad enough. And um, Alice chooses to just kind of go along with doing whatever Rufus wants. And he's like, nice. Is, it's fucked up. You're
0: like, wow, this is a great book.
1: I feel happy. And meanwhile,
0: meanwhile <laughs> Dana had sent, written a letter. To, she, okay, so... Uh, she
2: found out she's been gone for five years. Oh, she, yeah. Kevin been, has been out there.
1: And Kevin, and yeah, he, he has sent letters over the years to Rufus, and he has come back periodically to check for Dana. But he's been in the North,
0: and... And so when, when Dana arrives and she finds out that, oh, yes, it's five years later. Kevin, he's been looking for you. She's like, oh, here's a letter. Send, send this for me. He, I hear he's in Boston or he's in Maine. Yeah, he's in Maine.
1: He's been in both. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, been, he's it's been not around. clear where he is currently.
0: Send this to him. She's like, oh, okay. But then Alice finds out that Rufus never sent the letter. She writes a couple, and he's, she's like, how long does it take together?
1: And he's like, I don't fucking know, which is probably the right answer, honestly, for like 18, 20. Like, I don't know. I just sent that letter off. It may go nowhere. No one knows where that goes. Well, except... It may get to Maine. <laughs> Who knows? May.
0: Except people took the mail very seriously, having mail work. I mean, the it's like in the... Consti- like, the mail service is in the Constitution. Like, they really cared about having a functioning mail service, so... It well, because, probably was voting. Like had like shit had to be communicated
1: that way. <laughs> like it was pretty yeah. important. Functioning mail service is going to be the name of my mail
2: escort business.
1: Oh uh, well, it's <laughs> you're going to be competing and probably getting a cease and desist from my one for paraplegics, unfunctioning mail service, non-functioning,
2: non-functioning.
1: <laughs> Nate. Were you saying something important?
0: <laughs> so I think, uh, mail, if you like sent it through the postal service, that it would probably get where you want to go, but it would obviously take a while. It would take like, weeks, the, but it like, would probably get there.
2: I'll send this letter on to where we saw him last, and someone there will probably know him, and they'll just send it to wherever he is now. It was like, send this to Boston. Like, yeah, oh. people were
1: really loose with the stamps. I mean, like. <laughs> Like, if someone sent mail to my house, if it's for, like, people who live adjacent to me, I'll give it to them. If it's, hard, if it's any harder than that, I'm probably putting it in the garbage. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to like play mail detective. Like, <laughs> oh, right, this name sounds familiar. Let me get to the bottom of this case. Like, yeah, no, it's fucking garbage. Like, oh, I can't believe meant, people were be that nice back
0: He lived here two years ago. I'll find him. <laughs> yeah, he left a forwarding address. <laughs> A couple months ago, a uh, jury duty summons arrived, but it was not for me at my in my mailbox. It wasn't for me. It was for one of the not even the previous tenant tenant, but the person who lived here even before that. So this is like years since this person lived there, and I was like, I should do something. I should be nice and do something with this. And then I forgot, and I <laughs> and now that person's in jail, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> They probably don't even live in New York, so probably they don't need to come. Good luck
2: finding them, government. They they could be dead. Could be. It's been a rough year. Had the Rona.
0: It's possible. Yeah, actually, <laughs> <laughs> go now. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, people were nicer back then. About if you see forward my mail for me, with just have your neighbor do it for
1: the rest of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, somebody could, like, follow you ten moves from now. Like, (laughs) just (laughs) zigzagging around the fucking map. As somebody keeps adding, like, like, someone has to put another stamp on that, right? (laughs) How did that work? I'm sure that there's, like, a really, really long, incredibly boring book on how mail worked in the old days. Sure. Uh, I am sure there's also uh, a really even more ridiculous, long libertarian version of how it was corrupt. (laughs) No, it's how it was gross state overreach. We talked about Lysander Spooner, the guy who tried to make (laughs) his own mail service and the government shut him down and he's a libertarian (laughs) hero. (laughs) Goddamn tyrants. (laughs) So, uh, she's there for a while and... she's
0: She's there now for months and, um so she finds out that rufus never sent her letters so she tries to just run away so she's just i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go north then and find kevin like why the fuck am i staying around here then so she does but at this point she's a runaway slave i mean cuz she doesn't have papers that say she's free so therefore she must be a slave and because the 5 5 years ago when, he, when she arrived with Kevin, they said, Oh, yeah, she's my slave. They're like, Oh, well, she wants to be a slave. But, and so, but Rufus wants to keep her around because not only is it that, like, hey, free slave, you know, finders, keepers, <laughs> but also, <laughs> not like, free slave. She's there. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he doesn't want to do that. <laughs> free as in free beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not free as in free beer. Low cost slave. Um, but also, she clearly has some magic power to save him, so he wants her to hang around. Uh, so she tries to run away, but of course, she's bad at it, and she gets caught, like, the instantly. next day.
1: For, like, at sunrise.
0: Yeah. And, uh, she gets, waits
1: till everyone's asleep, and then she sneaks out, and they catch her ten minutes later. Like, she hasn't left the property, basically.
0: Yeah, on foot.
1: And when she's there, uh, and then she, like tom and rufus catch her, and is this when rufus hits her for the first time like he punches her right is this around now tom kicks her in the face from his horse Oh, okay but he hits her um it's like he has he doesn't just you know like not like just any old jab but it's like he has a super hook and he cracks her right with his, well, foot. his foot yeah <laughs> when i was in the store i thought he punched her anyway uh <laughs> that i
0: think it happens later
1: she does get punched a bunch oh, of yeah. times. Oh, yeah, she gets fucked up. So this is from Flying Dog. It's called Super Hook, which is, a, according to them, a high-octane fruit punch sour. That's 10% alcohol. I, this looks like juice. I guess. Look at that. I don't even know what I'm doing here. Oh, God. It smells like Kool-Aid, which is not why I picked it, by the way, you fucking racists. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> this is upset i don't like this this is not as upsetting as the book but i don't know this is not it's not good it does taste like kool-aid and it but it's not as sweet mm. it's like someone was cheap with the sugar when they made kool-aid it's flavor aid it's gross which is actually that's what, what they used drink Jones, yeah at the, cult. at the People's Temple in Guyana, yeah.
2: Kool-Aid, every time it was like, guys, for the last time, it wasn't Kool-Aid, it was
1: Flavor-Aid. Fuck them. It was actually cool HIV, is what they had. Kool-Aids. Yeah, Kool-Aids. <laughs> <laughs> Very fascinating. Or it was all brown people in the jungle. It was Kool-Aid. No? <sighs> Racist? Okay. They were
0: all white people from Southern California. No, there were a
1: lot of brown people there. Okay, they were all... It was Guyana. Like they had, they conscripted. They got a lot of people there. Okay, so maybe they had locals. My wife, my wife, she <laughs> just, she just actually read like <laughs> that giant Jim Jones book, and she's like, I must understand what happened to my parents' country. And <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that ever happened to Guyana was Jim Jones. Basically, that's basically what happened. Yeah. Um, and but there were, had, but he had
0: recruited people. From Southern California: Oh from yeah, that's San where Francisco. he started yeah
1: well, he had gotten, he had like several stages of fucking nonsense that is uh, you know he, he had multiple multiple levels but there were some, there were some uh, some of the uh, I don't know brown people, I don't know the right word Guyanese, <laughs> that's probably the right word. Guyanese people, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, this this beer is upset. I don't like this I don't like it at all. Put it on the list of things I don't like about this episode. So uh, they take her back to the plantation where they then uh, beat the shit out of her some more and I think whip her again.
0: And uh, no, she immediately, she uh, Waylon like points a gun at her or something like that. And then she's like, oh, fuck. And then she gets scared. No, no,
1: no, not yet. Because Kevin has to come back. So they beat oh, the fuck out yeah. of her, and then Tom, yeah. the dad, finds out. I was like, son, you didn't actually send those letters, dickhead. We own slaves, but we are honorable slave hold- hold- holders. He had a weird sense a of right Very moral. odd moral compass. It really overlooked a lot of stuff. He's like, this is uh, what God intended us for to do, but I won't lie to them. So he <laughs> he says, you send that fucking letter now. So they send the letter, and just six short months later, <laughs> Kevin cuts back. And he's like, I come to collect my property. And Kevin is like a old man now. He has seen some shit. He's got a beard. He has like a scar on his face. Um, he's weathered. And he goes to take Dan. He's like, All right, we're leaving. But Rufus then threatens to shoot them. Then he like pulls out the gun. He's like, you can't leave without saying goodbye to my pappy because he's from the south and shit. Um, and they're like, um, we're gonna we're gonna actually leave. It's cool, dude. And he's like, No, it's not. That would be rude. Where are your manners and shit? And he's like, Here's here's the deal. You can't leave. And then Dana gets so um, nervous that she gets the fear again, and she shakes. And they they hug each other, and they travel back to the to the present.
0: And then Kevin just wanders around their apartment, just like turning the lights on and off, and,
1: and turning yeah. the stove
0: on and. It's like at the end of out uh, of uh, the cars. end of uh,
1: Castaway when Tom Hanks is in the when he fucks that volleyball
2: and it's not <laughs> the same one and he's sad. <laughs>
1: well, <it's laughs> um, but he no at the end of the movie he's in the hotel room and he's just pulling on and off the, the pull switch on the lamp and uh, just amazed with the the shit that he didn't have. Same thing is happening to Kevin. Kevin is that was the worst movie trailer of all time. Castaway. Yes. I, don't, I mean I like the movie actually. I don't remember the trailer. Because
2: in the trailer, they give away that he gets back. Oh, that's stupid. They're like, I
1: didn't think you would ever come back. It's like, well,
2: well why would you put that in the trailer?
1: Yeah. What the and fuck? the whole dramatic escape <laughs> thing doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know he's gonna get back because of the fucking trailer. It's ridiculous. I think it'd be much more, much uh, more ridiculous if the whole trailer was just from the first 15 minutes of the movie, so you never know like he says, when you get back from the store, going on that flight, I'll <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> then, or will she in theaters this December? Uh, so Kevin's all fucked up. He has PTSD, post-traumatic slave disorder.
0: And he <laughs> has... <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't he, a slave. He, post-traumatic slavery, slavery disorder. disorder. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, that's right. And he's like, I saw some shit. Holy fuck. I tr- he's like i helped escape slaves and she's like you really You had to go and fucking one up harriet tubman <laughs> he's like i had to i'm a white man I had to do also <laughs> he has a southern accent now yeah he loves he, he comes back and instantly puts on a skinnered record he's like i just gotta <laughs> this is what we're doing now <laughs> they're not dead yet no wait when yeah. was
0: the skinnered plane crash
1: um it wasn't this. It was, well, the book is from 79. I'm not sure when Leonard Skinner, half yeah, of them got they? Was it after 76? I think it was around there, actually. 77 is when their plane crashed.
0: Oh, yeah, you see. <laughs> hey, we He's should like, go see these guys. <laughs> it's like, listen, I hear now they're that we're on tour.
1: <laughs> listen, Dana, now that you're as free as a bird, <laughs> as a bird you cannot change, we need to go see Leonard Skinner play. He's just give me three steps. And then they, uh, I can't think of any more of their fucking dumb songs right now. They do, uh, I Know You're My Cousin, but I Still Want to Fuck You. Is that their song? I think, it's, I think it's their kind of song. Yeah, I think it's them, that. right? That was the B-side yeah. to Free Bird. <laughs> well, the B-side was Free yeah. Balls. Um, <laughs> uh, Ronnie Van Out of His Pants uh, would sing that. So then they are hanging out for a few days and he's just like fucked up and she's like, Dude, I don't give a shit what you saw. I was a slave. <laughs> <laughs> like she for a month they beat me. They were me. Than, yeah. yeah, It's like, yeah, you had to eat porridge, dude. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> like, it was really bad. It was they were really mean to the black people. I have been
2: pooping in a hole in the ground for five <laughs> everything years. Everything
0: was undersalted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Probably oversalted. Oh, Except yeah, for the was, like, meat, cured. which was yeah. wildly <laughs> oversalted.
0: But the porridge, undersalted. <laughs>
1: I got scurvy six times. But that's yeah, it's like I had to have a tooth removed with a doorknob and a string. Like medicine was terrible. I've had leech wounds on my ass. It's like, dude, I don't give a, <laughs> a shit. I was a slave for six months. And he's never like, You're right. He's always like, but you know, I also didn't get to write. <laughs> but he's also
0: like, well, it still sucked for me too. It's what he almost get lynched. He almost got lynched. Because he was helping his slaves escape, so he like almost got lynched for that. Which would be yeah. a harrowing experience. But he,
1: but he grew a beard so they wouldn't lynch him, so it was a really slow-moving lynch mob. <laughs> <laughs> if he, if he grew a beard there. Where is he? And he's just hiding in the bush, like, <laughs> come out, hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different guy. <laughs> Can't be him. Last time I saw him, he only had five o'clock shadow. Um, which we can only tell five o'clock when the train comes in. So then, you know, they're all fucked up. And um, she's like, I gotta still... She's like, I can't help him. I gotta help him. I gotta, I gotta wait till this dumb slave-owning man-baby dies. And then she gets... And, and you gotta
2: wait, wait for the, the kid to be born. Yeah. After that, it doesn't matter.
1: Which, which honestly isn't true. Right? Like, because... Think about this, right? It's the 1800s. People had a lot of kids, and they know that they only have one kid that survives in the family tree in the Bible. I mean, that... But well, she has to wait for that particular kid but to be born. But there's no because... guarantee that that child survives to
2: adulthood. Well, I guess in the internal logic of this book, she knows that one will because she's she is the descendant.
0: But... She has to. She has to Marty McFly. Them. Okay. So there are two different kinds of time travel stories. There's and the they're time both tra- fucking. Dumb. There's the time travel story <laughs> where you have to fix the, You have to go fix something in the past so that the future you know does come. To, does happen, or the other kind where you can't change history. You're just back there and you can do whatever the fuck you want, and things are just going to happen because that's the way it happened in the past, and you're there just as an observer. This is the first kind,
1: but but it's but like still she has to get that like I don't know thirty percent of children probably fucking died before they reached the age of five in this time. Just getting yep. that just getting that child delivered is not, not enough to guarantee it lives long enough to procreate. But she knows that one of
0: them must, so she has to stay back. there... She knows there which one is going to be long enough. She has to stay back there long enough to make sure that not only does that kid get born, so that Rufus doesn't die. Before the kid gets born. And then she... Because he is trying real hard then to then die. And she winks out of existence. Uh, and then... Uh, so she has to do that and keep him alive long enough so that the, the kid that... So that a kid named Hagar can be born. So anyway, so she's in 1976 again, but she's only there for, I mean, a day or two. Where suddenly, kabam, she's back in 1820-whatever.
1: Yeah, and this time she finds... Um, and it just gets even is worse. This when he's a, <laughs> is this when he has, like, fucking, um, like, uh, is something wrong? with He has, like, something serious this time. Oh, Does he have, like, tuberculosis he's lying or something now?
0: face down in a puddle <laughs> in a rainstorm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's got rain tuberculosis.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he deserves it piece of shit because he's such a drunk mess he couldn't even make it up to like the path to his house he just fell in a puddle and he's so drunk his body is like fuck it that's a pillow <laughs> it is. well
0: she figures <laughs> out later that he probably has malaria but he's probably really drunk and has malaria great combo and she's
1: like thank god i have sickle cell i don't have to worry about catching that shit <laughs> that's
0: when people with sickle cell can get malaria right isn't that true it, is a a, d- it helps against malaria. It's a really bad yeah. in a many other ways, but it, is, it <laughs> does help against malaria. That's a silver lining. Uh. So she saves yeah.
2: him
1: from the uh, puddle attack. From the, from the puddle boss. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mini boss. It's, it's like in the middle, early in the level.
2: <laughs> He's flailing about drowning. He's yelling, I can't swim. I can't swim.
1: And so she saves him. And she brings him in, and she's like, "This fucking guy needs several Tylenol," and that's how she saves him from death. You know, it's not like she brought also, you know, her prescription for anti-malaria drugs, whatever that is, or quinine, aspirin, or whatever is that the thing that they gave him. Those people. Uh, quinine
0: uh, helps with the symptoms of malaria. Uh, it which is used why to they drink gin and tonic help with the symptoms of malaria. Malaria has now evolved resistance. So we
2: can't
1: just drink gin and tonic So the quinine doesn't do
0: anything anymore. (laughs) It
1: used to, though. (laughs) Well, she's like, get him a mosquito net. And they're like, oh, what? There are mosquitoes everywhere. And she's like, just put a thing. Oh, the white people have that. All right, so they understood. And uh, she saves him. And then she notices. She's like, wait a second. Uh, She finds out that Alice is still around. And they have a kid. She's like, thank God I'm done. And the kids named Joe. It's a like, god fucking damn it. That I've changed time. <laughs> no, god. she realizes.
0: Oh no, the he's, kid. He's that- got to die. <laughs> the kid I need to be born still hasn't been born yet. Fuck. And they've already lost a bunch of other kids, which is
1: pretty standard. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, for eighteen, twenty something. I mean, she Anywhere. has been noticing a whole time. Every time the doctor shows up, the doctor is a fucking useless idiot. So, you know, him delivering she, babies. Is she finds out good. that
0: they had two that they uh, actually, this. so Joe is the third child. The other two died when the doctor bled them to death when they got sick. Yeah.
1: They got too much blood. Now everyone's like, of course they do. <laughs> Please take that out of there.
0: You know, as, as you do. Yep. Doctor. And so uh, Rufus gets better. His
1: doctor is Galen. <laughs> like he's still doing the four humors. <laughs> so
0: about two thousand years, that was that was all medicine. That was his thing. Galen was the humors guy, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, I talked that about was the humors many times. Many, podcast.
0: yes. Uh, and so uh, Rufus gets better, but then Rufus's father, Tom, whatever his name is, has a heart attack. And Rufus is like, save him too, save him too. And Dana tries to be like, uh, there's no way I'm saving. He, I I can't save somebody from a heart attack. I can't. But do she that. has aspirin. Like, I know. Don't you give right. people having a heart attack aspirin? Isn't that a thing? I think that's after you uh, have a heart attack it's... and survive. Aspirin is one of the things you get prescribed, but I don't think it saves you from having a heart attack when you're mid heart attack.
2: I'm not a yeah, doctor. basically you, you could, it could use as a blood thinner, so you're less likely to have a heart attack. So they take like a baby aspirin every day, but if you're having a heart attack, it's already happened. The thickness of your blood is not going to matter, and it won't take effect within ten seconds. So, I mean, you could, you could get them to snort the aspirin, then maybe that would work, or get them to smoke it. <laughs> Quick, smoke <laughs> this. We know you <laughs> smoke can't breathe, aspirin, but... Tom. <laughs> Maybe cut his chest open and pour the aspirin directly onto their heart as it's attacking.
1: Good plan. Did <laughs> you ever hear that uh, Norm MacDonald bit about having a heart attack, like defibrillators? It's like, your your heart attacks you, so the only way to save you is to attack your heart back. <laughs> you have to shock it with the thing. Very very ridiculous bit, but that's kind of true. But I uh, believe they don't actually use defibrillators during heart attacks. That's just a movie thing.
0: Uh, no, they do during you. Yeah, that is a thing you, that they do do during heart attacks. But uh, a, a, one of my a friend of mine who's a doctor told me that defibrillators will only help in about like twenty percent of cases because only in about twenty percent of heart attacks is the, your heart attack caused by just an improper rhythm of your heart, and so the and so the defibrillator will. If it if you do it right, actually get your heart to start beating the right way again. But that's but eighty percent of heart attacks are a clogged artery. So like, defibrillator doesn't. Is that what the rhythm is going <laughs> to get? She was about defibrillator. So so uh, a clogged artery isn't going to be fixed by a defibrillator. So it
2: only has What if you hold? What if you hold their nose closed and you blow real hard into their <laughs> mouth and the, the the clogs just shoot out their butt. <laughs> Someone, for- should,
0: someone should do a study <laughs> <laughs> Quick, do you As somebody's having a heart attack do you? Quick, I need you to consent
2: <laughs>
0: Sign this form Okay, hold
2: your uh, nose <laughs> uh, you, you, you put your, your First name and last name in the wrong place You do it again <laughs> Now what if it's on a bullet train <laughs> In that case you just hold it shut And put their head out the window And the wind will blow the clogs out their butt but their ass is going at a different speed. <laughs> That's called relativity. It's,
0: well, I didn't say they were cousins. I think. Uh. Uh, so, uh, uh, Rufus's father dies because uh, Dana can't fix a heart attack, and Rufus is a so miracle mad. time of old age yes. in the olden times of probably about thirty five. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, at the end of the book. Rufus is 25. You're like, "Oh shit, I I
0: imagined him to be much older." <laughs> He's a hard living 25 even for then though. Yeah. Um so um after after Rufus's father dies, Rufus is so mad that Rufus sends her to go work out in the fields. And because she's bad at it because, you know, she's never done it before, she the the the, the overseer overseer guy. like overseer. beats her horribly like mercilessly over and over again. But then eventually she gets brought back in to not have to work in the fields anymore.
1: He feels bad. He's like, all right. You learned your lesson. And she's like, you motherfucker. My job is to keep you alive long enough so you have a fucking poor child you name Hagar. (laughs) That's it. You stop this shit right now. And then he becomes kind of um, a bit of an asshole, right? So then, oh no, he's then he becomes less of an asshole for a little while, and he's like, "All right, can you like, all right, start doing my like secretary jobs? Like, my father's estate needs to be sorted out. Can you write like nice letters to our debtors?" And uh, she she spends there's like a passage kind of dumb. Like she spends she reads over some other letters to get a sense of the style of the day and starts writing flowery letters saying like, I beseech thee to please not demand payment rendered unto thee, or whatever the fuck it says. And uh, he's like, oh, good, You're, this is great. You're worth every penny I paid for you. And uh, in the meantime,
0: Alice has a kid. Alice has Hagar. Yeah, well, I mean, months go by. Yeah, it's, it's a while. Yeah. kid. And finally, it's the right one. And then Dana is like, Oh, thank God. I'm done, right? Yep. <laughs> but no, she's not done, the narrator
1: said. And uh then Dana uh, not Dana, yeah, Dana is trying to convince Rufus to like be a better slave owner. She's like, Can you like
2: Stop selling all the slaves and breaking up the families? He's like, I've got a lot of debts and I'm not good at
0: this. And I don't give a fuck. They're not people to me. They're chattel. Yeah, and so he like uh rufus is selling off some of the slaves and dana is like don't do that you're in and, and rufus is like why not i own them it's like holy shit you asshole
1: i, I unfortunately this isn't like a re- something uh octavia butler invented <laughs> oh no that is a hundred percent how i mean certainly slave owners like, well, no,
0: it's my pro. I fucking own that person, that thing. And uh earlier That's in not... the book, uh Tom the the father had uh, so one of one of the slaves, I think one of the I don't remember her name, she works in the kitchen, her father had sold off all of her Sarah. children. Yeah, all of her all of her children except for one. That way he could make the profit from selling the slaves, but ha- by keeping one, he could threaten her, her last remaining child. And keep her in line, so it was both, and, uh, and so it was like both very man- manipulative and just I'm sh- horrible. I'm sure this is a thing. I'm sure right. it was too. Do you ever? Sure did you, it was realistic.
1: I, did you guys ever see that like mockumentary? If the South, if the Confederacy won the Civil War or something like that? Did they actually make that? I thought they were going to make it and they didn't. Uh, no, it uh, it's like a. Oh,
2: maybe they made the documentary, but they were going to make a show like the oh the the fucking Game of Thrones douchebags were going to make a show based on It wasn't on that, a mockumentary. They were going to make
0: a, a, a drama. There was,
2: there was, there was, yeah, they were going to make a drama, but there was actually a mockumentary, like a fake documentary
1: kind of thing. I think I did see it. It's called CSA, the Confederate States of America. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Um, but it, it's the kind of, it, So it takes place in the present day, which is like 2005 or something like that when the movie came out. And they have commercials for like slave products, like Lojack for your slave and shit like that. And then yeah. also some products that are like, I'm not even going to quote because they're like, oh, Jesus. Um, but were, you know, if you thought like, if you, if you were troubled by Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben, there were much worse, uh, not to excuse them, but there were much worse things not too long ago. You know, there was like a toothpaste that was still sold in japan recently until fairly recently of um it's just like a jet black guy with white teeth <laughs> it's like oh okay
2: did you guys see that commercial it was like an asian toothpaste commercial where it's like
1: dark darky darky toothpaste is what it was called
2: there's there's a, commer- there's a commercial where like a tall black guy is helping people like get stuff off of off of like tall things in asia at the end of the Commercially, like, what the fuck is this for? He lies down on his bed, and then mm-hmm. it like morphs into a dark-colored toothpaste on a
1: toothbrush. I think like, you. What the fuck was the point? You sent that? that to us. I remember you. Said, no, I. don't know. I don't like this. <laughs> so it is now called darley toothpaste, but it was called Darky toothpaste for many years. And it is. Um, it's a brand from China. Sorry, I besmirched the people of Japan. It's from China. <laughs> Um, and it has like a minstrel guy on the label, and this mm-hmm. was a product in the CS, the Confederate States of America, um, documentary. And you're like, wow, that's fucked up. Who thought of that? And then at the end of the movie, like that's a real thing. You're like, oh shit, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> but you can imagine reading this book when the guy's like, listen, you saw three of her children, you keep the other one as leverage. It's like the kind of thing would be like slave owning for dummies. Would <laughs> be like the book. That Tom Whalen is is referring to, but can't read. No, no, he has to have the one educated slave read it to him. I, I'm, I just googled it. It looks like fucking Al Jolson on this fucking label here. It's ridiculous. You, you have to watch that documentary. It is like they have a they have a part where it's like cops, but it's just Uh-oh. chasing runaway slaves because it's like so it's basically. Wow basically still cops. Well, cops, they made a good effort to include a lot of white trash. Which, (laughs) to be fair, not that hard to find. Um, They're usually large, too. And (laughs) slow-moving. Except the meth ones. They're very fast. So anyway, Tom is Machiavellian, whereas Rufus is stupid because he spent most of his uh, years of growing up just getting injured. (laughs) He never learned how to be a good slave owner. And he's, I'm not, is he a little conflicted because of the whole Dana thing? Or is he just like a shithead? I don't really know. Well, he's a little
2: conflicted, but he still thinks they're basically his to-do with as he, he knows Alice doesn't like him, but he like loves her so he can do whatever he wants. Because when he rapes her, she's like, how could you do this? I go, well, she said no. I was like,
1: okay. But my penis. <laughs> yeah. i was like, no, no, dude, you can't, that's not how that works. It's like, yes, it is. And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess he's right. That is how it works right now. I'm not going like, to... I'm not going to convince him about consent when he doesn't even... Yeah. Consent for sexual activity. He doesn't even understand consent for, like, physical liberty. Like, it's just so... It's a bit beyond... So, purpose. Dana
0: uh, gets mad at Rufus and... Uh, takes her uh, takes her knife that she's been hiding this whole time and slits her wrists. And when she does that, she gets sent back to the future again, or back to nineteen seventy six. And she wakes up, and Kevin has bandaged her wrists, and so she didn't die, but she did. Band- he called a doctor friend who won't report it.
1: Well, she only cuts her wrist after Rufus sells another slave to pun it to like. Because Rufus is getting increasingly possessive over Dana. And um, there's another slave that's like, hey, Dana, how you doing? And then Rufus is like, I don't like the way he talked to her. So he sold that guy. I forgot his name. But he sold that other slave just because he had, you know, talked to Dana. And he was jealous. I want to say his name is Nate, but I don't think so. (laughs) I think it's Sam. Sam, there you go. I was off by all the letters, <laughs> uh, but it was. <laughs> There's an A. <laughs> That's true. There, yeah, there you go. Uh, and and uh, so then she's like this fucking, I'm, I can't do anything here. So she knows that she has to scare herself with imminent death. So she tries to commit suicide. But typical woman does it badly, doesn't actually kill her. <laughs> like they, it's like, you missed all the important veins. You must have just must have been a cry for help. She's like, whatever, dude. I was, uh, I was living in antebellum south. Everything
0: I said was a cry for help. <laughs> and Kevin's like,
1: I'm still upset, you
0: know. Yeah, but that wasn't her last trip to the past because about two weeks later, it happens again. And then she gets like... You, you can't skip over Kevin's really sensitive questions he asks Dana. Oh, right. Yes. So the word Kevin asks, like basically said, did did he ever rape you? And then she says, no. I'd forgive you if he did. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you
1: know, forgive Things me? happen. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it never is like, I mean, I, w- I wondered if it was going to come down to him being like, listen, that's, those five years were tough. I, I did fuck some horse. Like, I guess. <laughs> But it never does. He's just like, listen, only like thirty or forty. Yeah, I mean, it was, it wasn't at a time. (laughs) wasn't a Rockefeller. Uh, But I had a, you know, every had a standing appointment on Thursday afternoons. Basically, when did that start? Basically, the you left on a Wednesday. (laughs) No, but it's it's. He's like, but he won't ask it, and she has to force the force it. He's like, so did he ever, you know, get handsy? (laughs) whatever he's saying. He's like, are you asking if you raped me? He's like, yeah, kind of, maybe. If that's cool, did he? (laughs) She's like, shut the fuck up, which is fair. Um, And then uh, he's like, oh, okay, all right, cool. I got the answer I needed. Do you want to have sex now? Are you... Can we have the makeup sex now? (laughs) Like, Like he... When they came back the first time after he had been gone for five years... And she still had open whip wounds. <laughs> she, she came back and she's like, I, I, she fucked him that night. Like, I gotta fuck him. You gotta be gentle, please. I was just whipped. And then he is not gentle. No. Again, one of those things, like, is this a metal? Is this something? Does this mean something? I don't know. That, but then they finally, they have this conversation basically and she's like, what are you going to do? And she's like, well, they had the kid already. And he's like, you know, you could just, you know, fucking murder that guy. <laughs> She's like, oh, that would be so much easier. Yeah, let me, let me do that <laughs> next
0: time. <laughs> and I didn't she, think about that. <laughs> and she gets her chance because about, so after only like two weeks, after being back for only about two weeks, she ends up back again in the past. But this time she literally like appears in the, uh, she just like, you know, pops into the past and she sees that Alice has hanged herself. And um, it's a,
1: yeah, that's when she comes back
0: right? Like that's the moment that she comes back to, isn't it? That is the moment she comes back to with, and and she sees uh, Alice's like hanging corpse. Uh, She finds out that Alice had tried to run away and then Rufus had, but she failed. Uh, Rufus punished her by telling her that he had sold her children into slavery. (laughs) Punked. Yeah. In reality, he didn't. He had actually just sent them to live uh, in Baltimore. What a fun joke to play! Which is almost as
1: bad as slavery. Living in Baltimore, apparently. He's like, I'm going to do yeah. the next worst thing, and so he's like, "Save her!" You know, he doesn't actually
0: say it this time. He just feels really bad. And um, Dana Alice, convinces uh, Dana convinces him to actually, since his children are still alive and they're his children, to actually free them. To like actually, for here here's the papers write it out, free them. And so he does. And now that they're free, Dana is like, sweet, got everything I need. And so then Rufus then tries to, then tries to rape Dana. And then she stabs him. Well, cause she's kind of like conflicted.
1: She's like, well, the guy's doing the right thing. And she stops detesting him for a moment. And she's like, oh no, no, no. Right. stick the course. This guy's a fucking asshole. And then he's like, oh, let me, did I mention I'm going to rape you? She's like, oh, I remember now. And then she runs to the attic, and then she stabs him, and she's like, oh, this, she's kinda, it's kind like, of, it's hard to stab a person, but, you know, she gets it, gets it done, and then uh, I forget which, which one of the slaves is, uh, comes, and is like, oh, what the hell is going on here?" Was that name? Nigel. It's an end name, and it's not the N word. Nigel, thank you. It's Nigel. And he's like, "Oh shit, okay." But then, as Dana starts to fog away, Rufus grabs her by the arm, right, and then yeah, she wakes up, and then her arm is like stuck in
0: the wall. It's like she phased into the wall, and why? her arms literally like the molecules of her stuck arm in are 18, in the 20. wall. And that's why she has no wall. That's why she has no arm. And that's where the beginning of the book was. So was her arm just like in the sheetrock? <laughs> I don't understand what happened there.
1: Uh, something like that? Like, it, or was her arm just missing? I thought
0: it just, she just got, it got stuck in the past. Stuck in the past? Oh. You see, I wasn't sure, and it didn't actually explain it that well, but it, that's okay. That's I'm not sure why, no, he why wouldn't, she
2: wouldn't have just brought the dead guy back with her.
0: Yeah, or just like... Plot
1: hole. You're you telling me a time travel book doesn't make sense all the way through? <laughs> <laughs> so then she wakes up in the future and she's only got one arm and Kevin's like, God damn it, I really liked hand jobs. And then they go to the library to do research. Like, whatever happened to that plantation? And they find out very little because most shit's not documented. That's how... They find out that the guy,
2: one of the other slaves, burned down the house to cover up the guy being stabbed to death. And since they didn't have, you know, examined back then, they're like, oh, must have died in the fire. Never mind. And then everybody was just sold off.
1: Yeah. Except for the few that she had convinced him to free. She was trying to uh, convince him to free some of the other ones or, like, put it in his will to free them. But he was 25. He didn't He's like, I don't need a will yet. So... <laughs>
0: what? That's my only, my middle-aged. age is that
1: deadly... <laughs>
2: He was just—he was worried about his deadly knife allergy, but he figured that was—he was safe from that.
1: Little did he know, <laughs> his only weakness. <laughs> but that's—but like they try to find out what happened to it afterwards, and they can't find shit about those people because records were not very good, and this is the problem. Anybody who's used Ancestry.com finds <laughs> like you can only get so. I mean, it is a—it th- is a thing also for. Black people yeah, doing th- searches. No one kept like, track of that shit. Uh, before
2: 1865, yeah. it's hard to find any real records.
1: Yep. No one gave a fuck. Like, whatever. And so, uh, you know, because it, it's fucked up. But, like, it's, like, the same way, like, nobody really keeps that much, in. you know, no one kept that much records of, like, who bought and sold a fucking horse. They didn't care. They did not consider these people. So they were not going to keep track of it. They weren't worried about, oh, what will their children want to know? There was a total insensitivity, or like not even consideration to that. So then they find this out, and they're like, "And she feels a little bad that everybody got sold off." So the book is over. Yeah. So then they're like, oh, can't do anything about that now." All right, let's get back to being writers. You're gonna have to well, do. She's all, a lefty. You're gonna have now. to do all yours in shorthand. <laughs> 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 and then that's the end of the thing. And uh, yeah,
0: what do you guys think? So uh, while I was reading it in my mind, I'm comparing it the most to <laughs> Beloved, because uh, of the books we've done. This is the most. That was the other book that's about what it was like in slavery, uh, and so. But this one is much more accessible than Beloved. If you were to, t- mm-hmm. if you wanted to recommend to like most people a book to read, it's like, hey, this is a book about what it was like. During slavery, I would recommend Kindred over Beloved just because it's easier to read. I mean, for most people, the
2: first third of it felt kind of like those books where, like a kid's book, where the kid gets sent back in time, mm, like a magic and they tree learn house, about the past.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, and it's like, oh, this is kind of weird, and then it starts to get real. I was like, oh, this is no longer feeling like that. But at first, it was kind of like, kind of like that vibe. Uh, like, do- like what they do. Like, well, you know, back in these days, that's how they did these things. It's like, like, like a not quite Michael Crichton level Wikipedia cut and paste, but occasional like little. This is the way that they had teeth, and you know <laughs> what they did with their clothes, <laughs> and this is the hat they wore then.
1: No, I totally agree. Uh, that's, I know, um, I feel bad saying I didn't love this book but it parts of it did feel a little corny and a little
2: yeah i mean just for the beginning though i think once it got past that it was actually it was actually it was very good but it was yeah. a little like educative like more Didactic. like and you know it is, it's supposed to, you're supposed to be like learning i guess but it did feel a little bit forced at times with like the learning part though i think the 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 just you know i mean i'm trying to figure out this was written in 1979. Like nowadays, everyone knows how fucking brutal and terrible slavery was and there's mm. all kinds of shit about it all the time about that. Was there as much back then? Probably not. Although well, when did Roots, Roots, Roots. Yeah, Roots out?
1: just came out, man. Eh? Not the... I thought it was the 80s. Um it's uh, the book came first. Well, it's the show that made it. So Roots is the, the most famous. The book is from 1776 and the show was not 1976. That's a very old is book. It's fucking old. <laughs> uh, and uh, Toby wrote it. And then um the move the miniseries was the next year, nineteen seventy-seven. January of nineteen
2: seventy seven. Okay. So I mean it was around the time where things like this were but I mean before Roots, I don't I don't know oh what there God. was. I don't know what the slavery I don't know the average person's understanding of the brutality of slavery was like. Probably pretty bad. I mean, they probably knew very little. I mean, the average person doesn't know shit about anything. So... Guys, did you know that there are sequels to Roots?
1: Stam and Plant? <laughs> <laughs> so there was Roots, and there was Roots, The Next Generations, which took place what? on the, S- US, the Enterprise. But <laughs> then there was <laughs> a Christmas one. <laughs> oh, no. Roots. The gift,
0: which is oh, from no. 1988. Well, oh, no. I think I know what our Christmas book is going to be this I, year. I, well,
1: these were these are the TV oh, shows, like and, and wildly successful. Of course, the gift in Roots, the gift is freedom, um, but it just really it, is it really? Oh yeah. Um, oh okay. This is from Wikipedia. Do you have to read the other routes to, for it to make sense? I, I think you need to watch them. I, think, I don't think this is based on the novel, which was really, even though it's portrayed as a, um, not like a, his family story, it is really a novel. It's really largely fiction. Yeah. Um, but the, this is from Wikipedia, and I just love this sentence. One stated meaning of, quote, the gift mentioned in the title is freedom. When Kunta visits Cletus in his cell to bring him food, the captured freedman offers him a word of wisdom in return. Quote, "I will give you a Christmas gift. Live free or die." And people in New England were like, "Yes," and like, "Oh, black people? I don't know," and they got confused. And then, <laughs> Ew, yuck! <laughs> <laughs> what are those? <laughs> we haven't seen one ever." And uh, man, I mean, I, 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 have not. I watched Roots in middle school. When clearly like I've never seen report it Report cards must have been due That my teacher just put on roots for a week And we just fucking watched that And I know group. I saw most of it Yeah, when it came out
2: <laughs> You
1: were there when, when they When were they, took, doing when they auctioned off the... Quinta Quinta You were there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I remember watching it And we're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is a weird like, Is that O.J. Simpson? <laughs> <'Cause laughs> O.J. Simpson is Quinta Quinta's dad I think, I'm pretty sure Oh, right, yeah He's like, tell my son that one day I will kill my ex-wife and a waiter, uh, but we watched the whole thing and I just remember people like talking about it at lunch, like not even like trying to be like offensive, but, like, Who the fuck is chicken George? What is going on right now like that I remember watching that, and it was a lot from middle school, I think, yeah, well, it was Catholic school, they were like, "Hey, listen, if they could fuck you in the ass, you could watch Roots. so that's true. if you handle a priest's root... <laughs> uh, I, I I did. As, I do want to read that book at some point, and then I guess rewatch that. Didn't they make a new Roots too? Didn't they remake it like the new Roots with Jimmy Fallon? Like, didn't they? The new Class. <laughs> the, <laughs> Roots. The New Class. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> like if there's one obsequious one who's like, no, no, I'll be Toby. It's fine. Just, 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 I'll do it <laughs> as soon as there that scene starts. Yeah, there was a History Channel version of Roots that came out in 2016. It must have been... So when did the aliens come yeah, like, out? Yeah, <laughs> it was Roots with Hitler and aliens. <laughs> and
0: the Ice Road
1: Truckers. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, it was a crossover from Deadliest Catch. <laughs> <laughs> we can't catch any more snow crab. The hull's is filled with slaves. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wrong ocean. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> History Channel does not care.
2: <laughs> nope. No, they don't. Humans couldn't figure out triangle-shaped
1: buildings.
0: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no a step too far. <laughs> they definitely couldn't stack rocks on top of each other <laughs> without help from <laughs> aliens.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, how else could they do it? You're telling me if you whip people enough, they won't move a heavy rock? Please. And that's basically how they did. I mean actually they paid the slave the the uh, the workers on the pyramids. They they were not slaves, but still
0: Well no one really knows. But there is a new theory that, you know, perhaps they weren't slaves, the ones the guys that built the pyramids. Perhaps they were actually paid labor. I don't think it's been definitively solved that question.
2: They found all the workers' comp receipts
1: (laughs) on tablets. They had a great (laughs) union. (laughs) <laughs> there is no there's a fucking thing that was found it's basically like i'm not gonna find i'm googling pyramids i'm just gonna get aliens god damn it <laughs> <laughs> fucking
2: bullshit imhotep asked for another raise today i've had about to hear i'm sending him to
1: hr yeah.
0: it's taking too many sick days after Listen, three sick all,
1: days you need a doctor's note <laughs> you we only <laughs>
0: have 25 years you can't keep taking days off
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have found some documents that are like basically I don't know what we, we care about this honestly but they found documents that are like here's a list of like itineraries and a list of uh, you know deliveries and shit like that and there's never a mention of like slave laborers. It's like oh we had to pay these guys this I'm pretty sure they actually got, they were paid workers. Like, it was basically, because like, Egypt was so, like, structured, like, around this flooding of the Nile, which was so predictable, that basically, as a form of paying your taxes, you could just do public works, you know, shit, in the off-season. Sounds like communism to me. It does. <laughs> it's goddamn pankos, Which is basically slavery.
2: Uh, <laughs> Speaking of slavery. Oh, Yeah. I think there was the the big chunk of this book that made that stood out that I remember the best was when they're living there for a long time and she's, you know, being a slave and he's like in the house doing tutoring and there just feels like it's weird how easy it is to just get used to slavery.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And this is when they she sees the kids playing slave auction.
2: Yeah, and they're like, oh, they're just doing what they know, and it's like, that's not good, though, and, but, and, now, and we're doing this, and we're not like, I'm, I'm not putting up a struggle at all, I'm just being a slave, like, we're just, we've just settled into this, like, it's normal.
1: But she was in a different situation, you know, like, she understood this was not permanent, you know, she was like, well, I'm she just playing. Uh, she didn't know it wasn't just, permanent. She was just method acting.
2: She, but she, she was never really 100% sure it, was, it wasn't permanent, she didn't know when she was going back. If she was going back, she knew it was possible, but she didn't know what the fuck was going
1: on. She could easily get killed. I mean, she did accept it this, real fast. This is clearly an example of
0: a soft magic system because there aren't clear <laughs> rules about how to it's, activate it's sci-fi, the time so travel a, machine. It's,
1: it's it's soft sci-fi. Soft sci-fi, exactly. <laughs> Suppose a hard sci-fi, which is when they show the penetration <laughs> 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 through time. <laughs> Look at it going into that wormhole. Yeah, there were some. I mean, I I did. I think this book showed its age a little bit. It did feel like a sci-fi book from the seventies, and it did feel a little like a book written for middle schoolers at points. Like, oh, I'm going to teach you something through the through this story, but it was it was still very
0: good. Yeah, it was still it was still fun to read. I mean, not fun, but it was still interesting. It to was read. engaging. Yeah, it was like shit was happening. Shit constantly happened. There was no.
1: There were no passages of, you know, navel-gazing shit, which a lot of sci-fi writers around this time get into, where they just have to... to
2: describe sk- the circuitry on their uh, solar-powered uh, fridge microwave.
1: Or just a lot of, starting in the 60s, the later 60s, a lot of sci-fi writers, sci-fi writers try to get very heady and, like, deep because they want to be considered real writers, you know, because writing well, about also, aliens and boobies isn't really good writing, apparently.
2: Like, a lot of sci-fi is about the future. Well, this I is disagree. about the past.
1: So about aliens and boobies? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> no, those, that's always good. It's a
2: joke. Anyway, what'd you say, Jimmy? <laughs> those, those sci-fi's. They're all about like the future. Where this is about the past. Yeah, and also the current day.
1: Yeah. So that's the other thing, right? Like she keeps coming back, or like she like has this understanding, like shit's not supposed to be like this. But then she comes back and like she still has her white husband who doesn't get shit, and he's still kind of, like. There's a part that I wasn't sure if it was just filler or supposed to mean something. Where he's like, "Hey, will you type my stories for me? I I write in longhand, but I don't like." That's when t- she he
2: asks her to marry him. Yeah, and, and he's she, like, "You could type out my manuscripts for me." And she's like, "What the fuck,
1: dude? He's like, no, nah, dude." He's like, "Please, I will." And he gets mad when she won't do it. Guess who's not getting 40 acres and a mule then? And so he was very upset. (laughs) Nate, that was a quote in a different book. (laughs) But yeah, I wasn't sure if that was supposed to mean something, right? Like that, you know, white people still still demand things from black people. I wasn't sure.
2: I really don't know. I mean, he he is a person who allegedly sees her as an equal, and yet he is still... In sense that he won't just, she won't just like do shit for him.
1: Well, not to like complicate it further, but there is also the uh, issue of it's men and women. And this is the 1970s. And this is like right after women can have their own credit cards. So he might be like, no, that's a woman's job. They Have their own bank account. Yeah. No, like, that was yeah. like only like 1975 <laughs> or something like that when we made that terrible mistake <laughs> as a society. <laughs> So it's hard to, it's hard to know in this particular book at some points is it a black white thing is it a male female thing or is it a white male black female thing you know
2: maybe in the words of Meredith Brooks it's a little bit of everything
1: all rolled into one as your mother said Jimmy I am a bitch <laughs> 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 I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. As a st- like, this is the book, kind of book that I felt like I kind of, I, I certainly don't feel qualified for us to talk about it. Like, because I don't want to sound like a total shithead, I mean, we I, I do every week since 2017. But I don't want to sound like a total shithead on this because it's a it's like a, a more important book in some ways, and I don't want to fuck it up. But I don't know. I'm not really sure what Octavia Butler was going for in some of these parts. but she just like? This is a story. I'm a black woman. I'm gonna write about a black woman and this thing, or is this a commentary on mid 1970s American culture? I, I, I don't know enough about it to to say. But reading it in 2022, it was an entertaining story. It was fucking pretty uh, pretty grim, but it wasn't my favorite thing ever. Like, I got I think I think it was a little dated, but
0: I, I dug it. What, what about you guys? What do you think? I would just say like as a as a thing to read, I mean, just as, a, like, how much did I enjoy reading it? Though, like I said, enjoy is not quite the right word, but it was fine. But I also was, I didn't love it. I'm so glad I read it, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was worth reading.
0: I'm not going to read it again. It's not something,
2: you know, I, the, the, we never have time to read things a second time anyway. Jeez, no. But this is not something like, oh, I can't wait to read it again. ever. It's like, oh, you know, yeah. It's definitely worth it.
1: I'm just checking to see if it's on the Thousand One Book List. Thousand and One Books List. A lot of those are stupid. Almost all of them. Almost all. I don't know any other things she wrote. I mean, she's written other shit, but I she read did uh, Parable
0: of the Sower. I read so that that's actually a series or it's a trilogy. I only read the first one though. The called The Parable of the Sower. But oh, that's yeah, actually I do know the name. a post. Sort of like a Mad Max, uh, but post-apocalyptic America. More straight-up sci-fi, sci-fi. Kind of. I mean, it's still not exactly about science. It's still not, like, super sciency. It's just sort of takes place in a breaking, in an America that's kind of breaking down in in a lot of ways. It's a speculative fiction. Yes. Well, I'll check out more for shit in the future. Mm-hmm. I liked it.
2: Yeah, I've always wanted to read Parable of Sower. It's like, you know, on everyone's, like, be- not classic sci-fi from, like, you know, the 50, 60 shit, but, like, classic sci-fi books of you know uh, one the one ones you should read that's always on the list yeah and for it let's do it
0: tell us what you thought send us an email to drunk guys book club at gmail.com and uh follow us on twitter at drunk guys bc if twitter still exists uh well we're not verified <laughs> yet
1: we can't afford that eight bucks unless you go to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club and <laughs> support the podcast there and we spend it all on beer and check us out on
2: Facebook and Instagram, Joe Book Club. And also you can join us on Goodreads and Read Goods
0: and Services. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening.